This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers. Do you have a mentor? Do you have somebody that you work with at work or at home or in your profession that helps you to guide you, to give you insights? Now, we see a lot of mentor-mentee relationships out there, and the statistics show that actually most of those relationships fail. Now, what do I mean by fail? It just means that the person doesn't get out of the relationship what they expect, either from the mentor side or the mentee side. Sometimes we'll talk to people and say, would you be interested in mentoring somebody else? And they'll say, I don't know, that hasn't worked for me in the past. Or we've asked potential mentees, would you like a mentor? And they will say, I don't know. I don't think that's, I don't need somebody to stand across from me and tell me all the ways I'm stupid. It reminds me of a story when I was at 3M. One of the things that I did at one point in my young career was something I would recommend everybody within a Fortune 500 company do is I sent an email straight to the CEO and said, hey, this is all the things that are wrong with the company. If you can, I know this is a podcast, so you can't see the visual right now, but everyone on our team is shaking their heads. Do not do that. Don't send an email eight levels above you to the CEO. But I sent a a, a rather looking back arrogant email to the CEO of 3M and told him, here's the things I think are wrong with the company. And here's what I think I can do to help. And his response was, I'm going to give you a mentor, which was a nice response. But it was somebody that it was a vice president, uh, pretty high up, like somebody in the executive suite. And so I flew up to St. Paul and had one meeting with this mentor. And it was done in this really big corporate office. And he kind of, he, he, he called me into the office and he sat back and he kind of leaned back in the chair and he says, yeah, I used to be like you. And I used to have all these dreams about what I wanted to do and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, I think you just have to learn. You got to play the game. And he kind of played this, uh, this idea of like giving me the sage advice. And I'll tell you, my response was not good. Like I just sat there and listened and I was polite and everything, but I was just like, who is this guy? Like it didn't, it struck me that he didn't seem like he enjoyed his career either. It didn't seem like he was asking me any questions. And I didn't, I I didn't seem like he was not asking me questions. He was literally not asking me anything. I don't think when we left, I don't think he had a clue about what I was frustrated about or anything from that. I don't think he asked me any questions. So it was really a busted relationship. And from that standpoint, I started looking at mentors as like, this is a waste of time. I'm almost against it. When, when we first started talking about doing this topic, Mary even brought up like, how do we feel about mentors? Because I think that we all have had some positive experiences with that and maybe a lot of negative experiences with that. So we thought today we would talk about the value of mentorship and how to do it the right way, both as a mentor and as a mentee. So we've got our team from PeopleCentric here. We've got Mary Ling. Mary, how are you doing today? Doing great. Happy Monday. Well, Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whenever you're listening to this. It's a podcast, so they can listen to it any day. Or Saturday or Sunday. (laughs) Insert day here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can listen to it any day. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm doing this introduction so that you can all identify the voices. We got some feedback that we couldn't identify who was who in the voices. Like we're all just a bunch of voices to you. Uh, You can't see us. People confuse me and Matt's voice all the time on here. Oh, you guys sound exactly like, that's Bethany. That was Bethany too, which is weird. But and, th- and that was Matt. Yeah. In person too. It's really weird. Yeah, weird. I know. <laughs> Matt's the one with the beard. If you, if you're, right. if you ever meet the two of them. Yeah. I actually don't have a beard. So <laughs> Beth- Bethany does not have a beard. And I then hope. 
if i do just let me know i'll take care of it <laughs> that's another pod we're gonna do that in the form of a podcast but it'll really, really we're gonna talk in circles around it and then hopefully you just kind of get it by the end of it it'll make it a lot less awkward for all of us if we have to have that talk yeah i can't wait for this to be less awkward that'll that sounds great this will be great not sure why this went south so fast that broke us up really badly <laughs> And then we also have Diana Royalty with us. Diana, how are you today? Honestly, I'm speechless. I can't believe we've derailed so hard so fast. I mean, it was just like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was, this is rough. This is rough. Well, I hope that we can get control back as we talk about mentoring. <laughs> uh, so Matt Griswold, as always, is going to take us through as our host. And I am Don Harkey. And this is Matt. Go, Matt. Speak. Hello, everybody. Nice to uh, be with you again, no matter where, where you are. Could be in your uh, car. You could be on the treadmill right now. You could be in your office. You could be uh, on the clock getting paid for your uh, your actual job, but instead you're listening to us to, to learn how to be better at your job. Like all of these things are options, right? We're going to talk about this idea of mentorship. And I think it's it's one of those, those big words because that, you know, Don is accurate in saying, you know, Mary posed the question, like, well, how do we feel about mentorship and we kind of had a, a fun moment with it but then it kind of opens up into a bigger conversation so a lot of you might be exactly where we were mentally during that conversation and haven't really considered that i'm sure it's a term that's very very commonly used i'm sure you've you've heard it you probably work for an organization that has some mechanism of it maybe you have a mentor who is outside of your organization and, and you know i don't know that that helps unmuddy the water, so to speak. A mentor could be inside your organization, could be outside your organization, could be, you know, a lot, lot, lots, lots of different things, but let's maybe put a little definition around what it is that we're talking about here too. So this is free form, open to anybody. Um, how would we define mentorship? Like what are the things we're going to be talking about today? I think in this case, what we're talking about is mentorship is a professional relationship between someone usually who has more experience and someone who usually has less experience so that the person with less experience can glean off the more experienced person. How's that as a definition? That's off the top of my head. Perfect. I'd add to that a little bit, maybe, maybe, yeah, right? Because this is open forum here. Like when I look for a mentor, I look for somebody who is maybe in a different industry than what I'm in, but maybe in the same profession. Or I also look for mentors who don't have anything to do with the profession that I'm in. So that way I can mentor them and they can mentor me. So I actually kind of open that up to be maybe a mentorship both ways. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, Bethany, we're going to add. Um, I would just add that ideally, I think probably some of the best mentors are people that you do choose, like you have some say in or, or something just so that there's kind of some buy-in on that relationship. That would be Thank my ad. Thank you, Bethany. Diana? Um, I've had a lot of mentors and some have been great and some have been not so great, but the, like to what Bethany was saying, the best ones have been the ones that I have people I've interacted with and sought out and then sort of asked like, Hey, can we make this more formalized where I can come to you on a regular basis and, and ask for advice or guidance or advocacy or whatever that looks like. So it sounds like we've had several mentors in our life and maybe some of those didn't start out as specifically as I am going to seek a mentor. I am going to go to this person. I'm going to ask them formally if they could be a mentor. I would venture to say some of those relationships just kind of evolved 
And then all of a sudden you turn around and you're like, yeah, this, I totally look at this person as a mentor. And maybe it was never, there was no contract signed by anybody, right? No, there was no formal conversation. It was just one of those, man, uh, you know, it seems like they, we, we, we get along well. It seems like, man, I really value their advice. You know, it's somebody that I can turn to and say the things that I can't say to other people, you know? And so I think let's even firm it up just a little bit more for those of us, maybe who have had several mentors, which it sounds like all of us have been through this process. At what point do you feel like uh, it's appropriate to, to maybe start seeking a mentor? Like if I'm that person listening to this podcast right now going, I don't have anybody in my life like that, but I'd like one. Like, how do I know that it's time maybe to seek that? And maybe what steps would I take uh, at least preliminary to, to start something like that? I think the answer to the second part of that question is like, how do I know it's time? Uh, let me just say it's time. I'll just yeah. go ahead and tell you that. And I don't care how much experience you have or how long you've been around for that. I think having somebody that's a safe place to bounce things off of and to share things is really important because you don't know what you don't know. Like if you already know that you don't know the thing and you need to go find out what you don't know, then you can go ask. But if you don't know what you don't know, this is going to be really clear. If you don't know what you don't know, you don't know to ask, then you'll never know. So sometimes the mentor can serve as a relationship where you can talk about things and the mentor can ask questions that you haven't thought of before. Thank you, yeah. Don. Bethany? Yeah, I think you're never too old to have a mentor, first of all. And also, I will just say from my own experience, I would actually like to have more mentors. And I would say to your question, Matt, this is pro that's probably one of the hardest things is trying to figure out like, how do I, how do I get a, another mentor? Or <laughs> how do I ask somebody that question? Um, and I think sometimes that's really really difficult. But yeah, I like what Don said. And so maybe we can go back to that part. But I like what Don said that like, right now is like, right now, just anybody can get a mentor right now. Um, I think sometimes you might know that you need a mentor or should have a mentor whenever you're just maybe you're wanting to like level up in your career and you're wanting to grow and develop in a certain area. Or maybe, maybe you just don't have anybody within your organization to help you know, to help you grow in that way too. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lots of different ways or reasons you might want to get a mentor. Bethany, thank you. Mary? Yeah. So using a mentor to um, talk about what your challenges are, like if you've got challenges in your professional life and maybe even professional slash personal, right? Because sometimes we get jobs and then we've got to juggle families and kids and relationships outside of that. And, you know, how do people do that, that are in type, the same type of roles we are in or something a little bit different. And then, you know, I talked about it too. Like, I, I want to talk about my successes to somebody, but I don't want to be out there being like, oh, I'm successful. Everybody look at me. I want to have that person that I've got that trusting relationship with, and they've got it with me that I can just be like, I had this success and I really wanted to share it with somebody. And I feel like you're the person I can share that with and not be, you know, and not have some type of judgment against me. You know, this, this conversation kind of reminds me of, you know, we have something, I'm going to deviate just a second. We have something that we uh, like to add within organizations to try to create proactive, intentional conversations with managers and employees. And it's called check-ins. And as I'm always floating this idea to organizations about, you know, the, this idea of having a, a, a proactive, intentional behind closed doors, sit down with manager and employee. I always preface it with saying, how, you know, how often do you talk to your employees? You know, how often do you interact with your employees? And it's not very uncommon to, to you know, for 100% of the audience to raise their hand and they're like every day, talk to my employees every single day. 
I already checked that box. I don't need to check in process. I already talked to him every day. And I use this, you know, kind of illustration of, I don't mean with a cup of coffee floating through the office, shooting finger pistols at everybody going, you good? You good? Good morning. Good to see you. How was your weekend? You good? I'll be in the back. If anybody needs me, come find me. Check the box. I talk to everybody. And I always stress, this is different though. This is a different conversation. This is a, an intentional, proactive conversation from manager to employee about the objectives and, and co-creating some goals and what are some things you could do to be a better leader. Same kind of thing with mentorship. So if you're sitting there going, I have friends that I talk to, like I have friends, like, yeah, I can call a handful of people right now and talk to them. This is different. What we're, what we're talking about is, is this conversation, and we can maybe start to transition there. Let's say I, I have a mentor, but I'm not 100% sure where to start. Like, how do we frame this? So how do we start a mentor mentoring relationship from a good place? What are some tips that we have? If I'm a mentor, or I'm sorry, a mentee, I guess, I'm seeking a mentorship. What are, what's some good uh, best practices to be able to start off on the right foot? How do we scope this for success from the very beginning that's that really sets it apart from just a regular friendship or a relationship that I potentially have. Mary? First thing I would say is that you've got to earn trust and it's got to go both ways. So once you earn trust and have that trust, then you earn the right to have difficult conversations, which is what you can use a mentor for. Yeah, that, that's great. And that doesn't happen probably in the first meeting, especially, you know, as Mary, we were talking about, you know, it, it might not be somebody that I work with every single day. They might be kind of on the outside looking in. Maybe they hold a position that I would one day hope to also hold or achieve. And I want to hear some insight from, from that person. So I have to build that relationship, which, which is a process. It, 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 ta- it takes time. Diana? Yeah. And I would say in the beginning, I always tell people to be intentional, like what you were saying with those conversations, Matt, like, create intentional time and then very much respect and value that person's time. Don't run into it like blind and like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about this meeting and I don't have anything to talk about. Really think through some things that you want to bring up, have situations that you want to talk about and make sure that you're respecting and valuing that intentional time to meet. Gosh, I love that. That's true. Bethany. Yeah. I was going to add to like the time. I think that's really important and also tricky to figure out how do I balance that so on the flip side of like frequency and making sure like don't I like don't come in expecting like we're gonna meet every week for however many months like have that conversation up front and set your expectation probably with that person about this is the type of relationship I'd love to have with you because I want to gain some just knowledge and wisdom and 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 experience from you from your experiences but I also to your point Diana I want to respect your time and so what is you know how often are you comfortable with meeting with me because I know that you are really busy and so just putting in sort of stating those things up front so that they are more likely to to want to spend time with you instead of feeling like you know, burdened by, by your meetings or things like that. Yeah. The recognition that they are also busy, that you do value their time, you know, and, and, and I would say this, and I'm gonna throw it over to Don. I know you have some thoughts, thoughts on this too. Like maybe try to be as specific as you can about what the the type of help and Bethany, you just kind of touched on this, but be as specific as you can about the type of help that you're hoping to, to gain. Right. I think we're doing it wrong. My best practice for a mentee is you're doing it wrong. If you're just like, ah, this is awesome. And you show up with a blank notebook and you're like, impart your wisdom on me, whatever you want to say. I have nothing here. I just know you're awesome. Impart your wisdom because you're wasting your time and you're wasting their time at that moment. So we'll talk more about that from the mentor side here in just a minute. But Don? Yeah, I think one way to look at this is about 75% of the success of that relationship, I think, is going to be on the mentee. 
I think the yeah. mentor only has about 25% of that. I, I've been asked from time to time of like, hey, could you be a mentor for me? And then I'll go and meet with somebody. And then you sit across from them and they're like, so what do you got? Like, <laughs> well, lesson one is like, what? I don't have like, right. but mentors don't have that. So I think setting those expectations really clearly and starting off by saying, you know, hey, would you be okay if we jumped into this kind of a relationship? Like, I'm going to be asking you for things. Is that okay? I think that's really important. I also think you kind of have to give yourself an out because sometimes the chemistry is just not there. Sometimes it just doesn't click. I know that when we do mentoring or even when we do coaching, we always do that. Like we'll do a little bit of a trial period saying like, just get, let's give both parties a chance to exit mentor or mentee to make sure that it's really, it, your both sides are getting something from it. I think that's really important. Yeah. If we were defining roles, like if we were trying to do some role clarity for a mentee and a mentor, if we were talking about the mentee side, which we've been doing great, great job, by the way, team on some best practices to be able to get this off and going, we can list some other best practices too. But if we were defining roles men, as a mentee, you, you have the mentor relationship, or let's say you're at an organizational level, you were invited into this mentorship program. Maybe you didn't even ask for it, but you are, you are there now. You're probably still a little bit excited about the opportunity, not 100% sure what to expect from it. Um, you have a role to play in that as well. Like, you know, to be able to have that communication cadence, talk with the mentor to make sure we're off on the right foot to define what it is that you're wanting to, to maybe uh, develop in those different areas, maybe, and maybe this is, you know, technically with part of your job, but really, as far as I don't know what the word is mentally, or those the thought process, what, how should I approach my job, not even the technical part of it, but how do I approach life? How do I approach work? How do I approach the job or the team or, or leadership or, you know, those types types of things. Like, I think if I'm a mentee, part of the role of that is I need to be able to come prepared with uh, some talking points and some asks of the mentor so they can also flesh out some of their thoughts too. Would you all add anything else as far as if we were defining a role for the mentee, what else would you put in that role category? Bethany? I think also helping them know what path you're on or like what vision you have for your life or your career too. So they kind of know how to help guide you towards that because otherwise it's sort of like, well, where, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Yeah. Who do you want to be? <laughs> and they can, you know, hopefully if you have a really good mentor, they can ask some of those questions if you're not, if the mentee is not bringing those up. But, but I think having that kind of vision laid out for your mentor will help them know how to guide those conversations too. Yeah. Fill in some of the gaps on, on the walk that maybe you've been on so far with some context. I like that. Give some context to set the mentor up for success too. Anything else you all would add to the list of mentees there or any other best practices or tips for them before we transition? Don? I think the biggest thing is just be prepared. I know we've already said that, uh, yeah. but I think that's the biggest thing is if the mentee shows up prepared, ready to ask questions, come fully present, doesn't have their phone out and checking other things. I've done, I've had a couple of times that's happened to me where somebody says, Hey, can I meet with you? I've got some good questions. And then we're talking and they'll ask a question or something like that. And I'll start talking and then they pull their phone out and they're, and they're on their phone doing something. And I'm always asking, like, are you taking notes? And like, no, no, no. My, I, my cousin is texting me over here. And that's like, like in my head, it just a bit clicks and I'm like, Oh, then you don't care about this. That's fine. Don't care. Yeah. Diana. Yeah, I would add that it's also important for a mentee to be vulnerable. It's really hard to like admit that you don't know things and to look kind of unknowledgeable in front of this person yeah. that you admire. And so I think it is hard to be a little vulnerable, but it is definitely necessary in those types of relationships. 
Yeah, not because we want you to be uncomfortable, because again, you're also helping your mentor be successful in this relationship with you too. If you can have some of those moments of transparency also. Mary and then Bethany. Yeah, I know we've given tips to be prepared and to you know ask your questions and be intentional with the time. But if it's your first mentor, walk in there and say, I'm new to a mentorship. And here's why I want, here's why I wanted to be involved with this. And then can you kind of teach me a little bit about what this is too? Because as a mentor, they might not have the same perspective and they might be able to teach them something about that relationship. So I just know the first time I had a mentor, it, 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 I didn't know it was a mentor until we sat down and started having lunch or coffee together. And it just grew from there. So sometimes they're organic, but just, just know that it, it is okay to not really know what's going to happen when you do walk in there. But like Diana said, be a little bit vulnerable or be vulnerable and just say, Hey, can you teach me what this relationship's about? And here's where, where I'm at. And what do you think? And awesome. just put it all on the table. Thanks, Mary. Bethany. I will add, hopefully if it's a mentorship that you've already been matched with or somebody that you know already you know a lot about their background and the work that they've done and things like that if it's a situation where maybe you were matched up with somebody through your organization or something like that make sure that you spend some time doing like kind of figuring out who this person is before you meet with them too to have an understanding and not that you can't sit and have a conversation and ask questions about what their background looks like but i think it helps to know a little bit about the person before you come in to just kind of be able to ask some more informed questions about um about their experiences too and what you can learn from it Thanks, Mary. Back to you. I would just add that if you're new to the to the professional world, LinkedIn would be a good spot to look and see what, what people's backgrounds look like. Just know that they will know you looked at their profile and that's okay because they know you're interested in them. And just, you know, when you Google things, just be careful on, on what you're looking at and keep it professional. Thank you, Mary. So lots, lots of good tips there foundationally. If you have other questions, by the way, maybe we didn't touch on one of those things for you, you know, feel free to reach out to us as well, by the way. We'll, we'll answer those as one-off questions as they come through. Let's transition over to the mentor here. What are some best practices? And if we were defining maybe the role, maybe we should start there, the role of the mentor, you know, and, and tips for, for a successful mentor, what might those be? And I'll get us started here. I'll grease the skids and get us get us started. I think, and this is true probably for both sides, but if I, if uh, as a mentor, I kind of have to want to do it in the first place. We talk a lot about this with organizations when they're trying to build new training programs or onboarding, or, you know, how do we, how do we pick people maybe from, from our team that, oh yeah, let's let them, they're nice. Let's let them train people, train the new hires. If that's a specific job and the person has to kind of want to be a trainer of people, same goes for mentor. Uh, the, the person has to kind of want to share their knowledge or kind of want to take time, take time out of their busy day already to be able to, to invest. I think there's just those types of people that just love to develop other people. Um, sure, I will dedicate some of my time. I will sacrifice some of my time and be able to pour into these people. And so you have to kind of want to. Bethany, what would you add? I just love that, Matt, because, because if the person, if the mentor is not bought into it, the mentee is going to feel that and they're going to yeah, know yeah. that and it's not going to be a, a positive relationship and nobody's going to get anything out of it. And so I just wanted to say that I, I think that's a great, a great tip. 
Yeah. And I like how you said the mentee is going to pick up on that. doesn't matter how successful you are. doesn't matter how cool you are. If you are not in it, they will also know that you are not in it. And now, you know, we come across as pandering or, or wait, now you're wasting each other's time. So, uh, you know, I have to kind of want to, to take that step out there. What else? What else? If we were defining the role of the mentor, what else might we say? Don? I, think the, I think the mentor is also a challenger. Like it's, it's to say, okay, work with the mentee on the things that they see where they're going, but also the mentor can cast a vision for something bigger or to push the other person a little bit, uh, just to, to and, and sometimes it can be challenging or it can be encouraging or a little bit of both. I think that's, that's, that's what a mentor can do is help the mentee kind of get outside their box about where they're thinking is to expand that, expand that horizon a little bit. And I, I would add to that too. If you're a mentee, you want that. Like you want, we're challenging the mentor to do that. I don't want to revert back to the mentee, but if I'm the mentee, you want that. Uh, better you can than find shrinking the people. Yeah, it's better than shrinking the box, right? You don't want as a mentor to say like, boy, I think you are way swinging way too, you're out of your league. This is, you should not be doing this. This is too crazy, that, right? That, that's right. Or if you're, you know, if you didn't get a promotion, you thought you should have, the last thing I want is for that person to say, oh man, you just try it again. You'll get it the next time. Just try it again. And they don't, they're not real with you about maybe this is probably why you didn't get it. Like, what are some things we need to work on? You know, how, how do we grow from this moment? Like you need those mentors to be radically transparent with you too. Mary. Yeah. Just to kind of piggyback on what Don said too, as the mentor, ask some questions that help the mentee think. So the, there's, there's times for advice and times for being direct and, and giving a, here's what I see. Here's, here's what I'm, is this, you know, this is maybe what happened, but maybe asking those questions so that they can develop the mindset of that mentee would help them grow too. Yeah. That, that's kind of the fun game, uh, or at least as far as, as far as facilitation, that's kind of the fun game, thinking about where you're trying to have that person go, not to tell them, but to ask the right question to lead them to that place too, to help them kind of get unstuck. That's great, which is tough. That's a tough skill set, right? That's something that you have to kind of learn and develop too. But I love the, I love the thought there. I love the advice. Does anybody else have anything on the, to flesh out the role of the mentor before I go forward? I'll add that to Mary, you know, Mary's, Mary's saying like, ask questions, help them think. So I think that a really good mentor is a really good blend of being able to coach people and just give advice to people too. And so, and then I think it's sometimes asking, like, if that person wants advice, it's that, it's that, you know, it's that statement that we say in most relationships, when someone comes to you to share something, it's sort of asking like, okay, are do you, are you just wanting to vent right now? Or are you just wanting to share the success? Or are you just want you know, or are you looking for some kind of advice? If so, you know, then, then you kind of know how to offer that from there. So, so being, don't, don't assume and just jump in and start sharing all of your advice and experience because sometimes people are not ready to receive that until they've made that, that known as well. So. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, we're, we're, we're taking time on this podcast to be able to help define the role of mentee and mentor. That's probably a great first meeting for you to have as a mentor and mentee. Let's define these roles together. Let's, you know, we talked about parameters. We talked about time. You might even define the role. This is what I'm going to bring to the table. What are you going to bring to the table? Like, how do we, how do we make sure that we're doing the same thing here? I think, I think we skip that meeting sometimes and we get maybe we've met three or four times now and it's still a little foggy because we didn't take a step back the first time to be able to help set some of those parameters there too. I also think it's important to state, like if you're trying to get through something specific, 
like we talk about this in coaching, there's life coaching and there's situational coaching, right? Life coaching is like, I need somebody with me through my journey of life to walk through and ask me big questions and how's it going, all that kind of stuff. And then there's situational coaching is like, I need somebody to help me get through this thing, this moment in my life, this time, this big decision I have, or this, this transition that I have, or whatever it is, you know, the life coaching in a way, like doing that, it's almost a replacement for like friendship. Like it's, it's, it's a way of saying like, I don't have enough friends to go over this stuff with. So I need somebody else to help me with it. I'm not knocking life coaching, but uh, uh, I think, I think we're going to do another podcast on that topic, but that idea, like I need somebody bigger outside of this. I think they're, they're that relationship, but as a mentor, like, like I like it. I don't, I, as a mentor, if somebody comes to me to have me mentor them, I don't like it when they come to me and say, Hey, can we meet like once a week for forever? And you be my mentor. My, my response to that is no, that no, I, I like you. I don't want, it's not like, I don't want to hang out with you, but no, that sounds like a lot of pressure and a lot of time and a lot of everything. I kind of want to know, like, what are we trying to work towards here? And the reason is because I want to win. Like I want to, I want to, as a mentor, I want to have a win. And my win isn't that you end up on your deathbed and have a happy life. My win is that we got through the situation, whatever the thing is that we're coaching through. That was good. That was going to be one of my thoughts there. And Mary, go ahead and add, and then I'll jump onto that. Well, I was just going to say that the mentor is, has the mentee, but what that mentor is doing is leading that mentee to then become a mentor for somebody else. It's kind of heavy. I know. No, I mean, I, I get it. Ultimately we're, we're, you know, kind of like succession planning. Ultimately leaders are trying to build other leaders and, and uh, build that next, we should, you know, I don't want to get too philosophical, but man, I think we should always have somebody pouring into us and we should always then be in turn pouring into somebody else. Like, I think there should be a pouring into and a pouring out of uh, just to just, you know, for yourself too, not because you feel good because you're helping somebody else, but for yourself, I think it's kind of a nice balance uh, to have somebody pouring into you and out of. Yes. To, to double down on that, Matt, like when we do, when we help companies install mentorship programs, which it's really important to start by training the mentees and training the mentors on what those roles are, defining those roles really carefully. When we follow up and we find the ones that just seem to click, the one thing that they always say is that they poured into each other. It wasn't a one directional thing. It wasn't just that the mentor was giving everything that they had to the mentee, that it's a healthy relationship and healthy relationships, there's some flow of value both directions. It doesn't have to be an equal amount of value both directions, but there's some flow of value both directions. Yeah, the biggest mentors in my life have often said when we talk about our relationship with others is that they learn just as much from me as I learn from them. So they love they love doing mentorship because they get to learn how I think and they get to learn what I'm thinking about and they take things away from me and implement it in their own companies. And it's kind of this great give and take. But that takes a really humble mentor also. So let me just say, I will add that that's, that's, a, true. that's kind of a key to being a really good mentor is also be really humble and willing to receive from your mentee, because I think that that can be rare. Sometimes you can get, and I'm just going to use this kind of a strong word, but sometimes you can get narcissistic mentors because they only want to share their advice with people and they never want to step back and receive from anybody else. And so humility. Yeah. I think shark. I think a shark tank when you say that, like, I love that show shark tank and it's not, they're not supposed to be like mentoring business people in that it's called shark tank. Right. But that's like the, the anti-mentor, 
the way they talk about it. Like, oh, you're doing this totally wrong. You need to go this direction. It's like, that's, that's not, that, that doesn't get you excited. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's uh, maybe go around and uh, give a, give a tip on mentorship and you can go for the mentee role. You can go for the mentor role, whichever way you'd like to go, but maybe your best practice that you would get as far as mentoring or mentorship is concerned, who'd like to start done. I guess the biggest advice I would give for a mentor is to ask really good open-ended questions. And an open-ended question doesn't end with yes or no. An open-ended question is, you know, tell me where you'd like to take your career. Tell me the things that you really love about your job. Yeah. Uh, tell me the things you really hate about your job. If, if this relationship was wildly successful, what would that look like at the end of the day? It's those questions that help the other person, the mentee, to really open up and you have a great discussion. And it's also in those insights from the answers that they give where the mentor gets value from the conversation because you'll get a different perspective on some of the answers to those things that might surprise the mentor that might offer them something different. Uh, so my, yeah, we, my advice might, would be ask questions. We might even say that just to let a little pressure off the mentor, the mentee should be doing more of the talking than you anyway. Your job is to pose the question to let them process through some of those, those things. But Bethany, what were you gonna add? For the mentee, I would say don't make it all about you. So I know that that's the assumption is that a mentor-mentee relationship is like it is about you as the mentee because you're the one that's learning and trying to gather, you know, wisdom and insight from this person. But to some of our previous conversations too, don't make it all about you. Ask about the other person ask about your mentor learn about who they are and 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 what makes them them and what's made them successful and and I think you will glean a lot for yourself from that but put the focus on them in a lot of ways too thank you Bethany Diana I don't know that I have anything really sage or wonderful I think my only thing is seek people that you genuinely look up to that you want to become a mentor like seek those people out and say like, I like how you've done this, or I saw how you managed your way around this situation, or I watched you interact with someone that I, I, it was different than what I would have done. And I really liked it. And then just ask those questions. Like what made you do it this way? Why did you think that way? Why did you want to go that direction? And just like Bethany was saying, like, get to know them because you'll learn a lot from the way they experience the world. And you'll just see a different perspective. Great, great advice. Thank you, Mary. So I go back just a little bit to the comment that I made earlier that it is, you know, you're looking for professional advice um, on things, but it's okay to have that open relationship and have personal conversations too. I remember one time I had a mentor, Diana, thank you very much, who taught me how to uh, go clothes shopping and how I could make my life just a little bit easier with the choices that I made clothes shopping. And also just asked me one simple question about like, what did a perfect day look like for me? And I was able to go through and talk about what a perfect day looked like for me and resolve a lot just from those simple questions. So it doesn't have to be all personal or professional. There can be a pers personal aspect to it too. Just like everybody has said, be intentional and talk about what that relationship looks like. Awesome. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Diana. All right. So I think mine, I think I'm going to finish with this. I like I like the idea, we just briefly touched on it, but I was going to expound on it just a little bit more. The idea of have, having 
of um, having somebody pour into you, but then also pour into somebody else. And there's here's something I heard this several years ago. I'm just going to pass this along because I think it's, I had to Google it whenever I first heard it. I was like, is that true? The Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is dead because it has an inlet, but there is no outlet. I don't know if you knew that or not, but that's why it's dead. There is no outlet for the water to flow into. It's receiving the water, but it is not letting the, it is not, there's no outlet. So the water dissolves and creates these salty minerals. And then it's so much saltier than the ocean. A lot of people know that about the Dead Sea, that things can't survive there. Certain things can't survive there. And the reason is, there is no outlet into from the Dead Sea. So it is taking in, it is not putting out. Don't be like the Dead Sea. Like, find, you know, receive, but also find somebody to also pour into, I would say, is what you would want to do with that as well. So we appreciate you all for tuning in. Please share the podcast. Uh, give us some other ideas for topics too. Diana, how can they get a hold of us for that stuff? They can email us directly at morethanwork at peoplecc.com. Or you can find us on all the social media platforms. Our handles are either at PeopleCentric or at PeopleCCG. And we're on pretty much every social media platform at this point, including yeah. TikTok. Including TikTok. I was, uh, by the way, I was at an event uh, last week in Dallas for filming a TikTok and you'll get a kick out of this. Try, trying to film a pre-show TikTok in the room by myself. And as I spun around the room, I... Uh, faced the door and the first participant first 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 participant was walking into the room as I was spinning around the room with a TikTok and oh, no. it worked out great though it was great so follow us on TikTok we'd like to have fun fun there too wherever you want to however you want to get us that you can find us there so uh, I like a good pre-show TikTok because fresh breath is a priority in my life I think it's yeah. a good idea this is why Don hasn't made any TikToks for us just yet. So we'll, no, we'll fit. We'll I don't think Don even has huh? Facebook anymore. Like he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. social media good. You can email or swing by the office if you want to get a hold of Don. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can find the app either. He keeps spelling it wrong. I have LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, That's LinkedIn. true. That's, That's where the true. cool kids go. Yeah, it is. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well.